find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. As I've always said, who has 10 or 20 years to wait for answers to their illnesses? Life is precious, and there's no time to spare. Let's get started. Now, today's show is about gene mutation, the MTHFR gene mutation. This is an important show. It's going to be an historic show in many ways because what you're going to hear is mind-blowing if you're a connoisseur of genes or gene mutations, MTHFR gene mutations. And I'm not saying that it's going to be a show with information about genes and how they work and how they're they're connected to us. It's not going to be there. Instead, it's going to be protecting you against gene fraud, <laughs> okay? And that's something really that's critical to understand, gene fraud. And what that means is... Things that are created so you think your body is destroying itself, that your body is attacking itself, that your genes are faulty, that your genes are useless, that your genes are attacking you or, or melting down on you so that you don't have a chance to heal. And that's the weakness that's thrown on us. So if you're a gene expert, you know, hang on to your seat. You're either going to hate me after the show or, or you're going to you know, keep in one eye open and one ear open. And you're going to be like, hey, you know what? That makes sense because this is that important, this show, totally. So that's, that's what we're talking about today. Remember to go to my website, medicalmedium.com. If you guys haven't been there, go. And, and, and there's all kinds of stuff going on. One of the, you know, Facebook, we, I put out information every single day. Instagram, the Instagram is, is really going great. I mean, all kinds of people and their healing experiences. And what you'll find on the social media that's involved with the medical medium is you're not going to see pictures of me 24-7. You're not going to see, oh, here's Here's Anthony doing this, or here's Anthony William doing that. And that's all great. And I and I and I love when people do that. What you're gonna see instead is people and their stories, people healing, people getting better, people's lives changing, people making recipes, people taking care of themselves, people getting the best out of their life, people's lives that are changing. You're gonna see all that because here's the deal. This is about you. It's not about me. I've been saying that for years. This is about you. It's not about me. And and so just know that this is about you healing. And I've been the voice for people who have a chronic illness, who can't get out of bed, who can't function, who can't do whatever they need to do and can't get answers. And I've been the voice for you know you for the people that need that voice and need the answers. And that's what it's about. So when you go to my Instagram. You'll see that. And when you go to the you know the Facebook, you'll see that. And you go to the website and everything else. So check it all out. Look into my healing path too. My healing path is it has amazing audios in there and recipes and everything else to help you change your life. The audios are from me, me speaking and talking, but in the way that you need, the information you need so you can heal and then tell others and how to heal and everything else. So it's about you guys and that's the key. So anyway, and hey, look, you know, if you, if this is the first time on the show, it all started for me at age 
four, when I heard a voice perfectly clear, it led me to the diagnosis of my grandmother. I've dedicated my entire life um, to helping people, tens of thousands of people, get the answers they need. So that's more about me. I hear a voice that tells me what's going on, and, and we're going to go into the whole gene thing right now. So the so let's start. So fasten your seatbelt. You know, get ready. Fasten that seatbelt. Hold on. Hold on to, to your seat because um, this is a big deal today. Now, maybe some of you don't even know about the gene mutation thing. Maybe you know, you haven't heard it or, or you're just an, you're not aware of it or anything like that. But the MTHFR gene mutation is taking the world by storm in holistic medicine at this point. And if I go with the ride and just, you know, hop on that ride, hop on that trend, um, it's going to do you an injustice. It really is. You need to know this. So I'm going to explain where I sit with this, where it has its good place or its good points and where it's completely backwards in a way that's not good at all for you, your well-being, for your children, and for your family. So this is really important to understand. So, see, you know, I'm not against every trend in fad. That's, you know, that's not it. I mean, look, the celery juice trend that started from me and everybody's doing now, and it's going everywhere. It's just, it's it's crossing the earth right now. That's a trend that came from me, okay? So yeah, I'm not going to be against the celery juice trend because A, you know, spirit created it. But there, and I'm not against other trends that are out there too that someone else came up with somehow or figured it out through maybe a scientific thing that then became trendy. I support a lot of different trends too, but there's some that there's, there's no way it deserves the support the support from me. It doesn't. One of the things that we got here is this gene mutation. So what what is an MT, you know, MTHFR gene mutation? It's the inability to convert folate. So that's the thing. It's the inability to convert folate. That's what you're going to hear out there. So when you look into it or you dial it up on your computer or you talk to a doctor or a practitioner, it's going to be this inability to convert folate or folic acid, you know, into usable forms, into a form where the body can accept it. And, you know, that part alone has some merit to it. But this, I'm just going to give you what's out there now a little bit. And you, hey, you could be an expert on this and, you know, have all these, you know, details that go along with all this. But so basically the, the MTHFR gene produces an enzyme. Okay, so methylene tetrahydrofolate, that's the enzyme it produces. So scientifically, that's what's been discovered out there. But I'm going to tell you right now about something about science, okay? Science is incredible when it comes down to, hey, you break your leg. I talked about that a zillion times. You're probably like, okay, I've heard that before. Or you need a heart transplant, okay? Or you need something else, or your, your gallbladder explodes because it got highly infected, or a stone got caught in there because you're doing a gallbladder flush, and you flush a stone into the duct, and now you need your, your gallbladder removed. Hence is why I don't like the gallbladder flushes, by the way, you guys. And so whatever it is that, you know, science is, we have great surgeons, we've got neurosurgeons, you name it, that can remove aneurysms out of people's brains with robots, and 
that's incredible. That's the part of science that I love. And there's, there's plenty of it. There's a decent amount of it. But then there's chronic illness. Chronic illness, massive you know, amount of space out there. Complete mystery to science. Complete mystery. And, and, you know, for real, mystery illness. And anything you can tag a name onto it, I don't care what it is, tag a name onto it. Celiac, just so you know, that's still a medical mystery. Um, you know, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, still a medical mystery until I brought the, I've been the first one to bring out the truth that the Epstein-Barr causes Hashimoto's. And now people are picking that up now and they don't, they don't say it came from me and whatever. I'm seeing that out there, out there and fine. You know, as long as the information gets out there, it's incredible. But the point is, is that there are all these different chronic mystery illnesses with no real truth to what's going on behind any of them. And, and I mean, the list goes on colitis, mystery illness, that alone. I mean, you know, uh, depression, depression, depression is a mystery illness, anxiety, mystery illness. I mean, especially when it comes down to stuff like that. And then, you know, RA, um, lupus, multiple sclerosis, still a mystery. Uh, go on down the line, ALS, still a mystery. And, you know, you can keep on going and keep on going. So the point is, is that since chronic illness is mystery illness, and I dedicated the medical medium book, the first medical medium book to that, um, check that out if you haven't seen it. Go check a book out and, and, or pick one up or wherever you can get one. And, you know, you'll see about how mystery and chronic illness and how it's designed, how there's labels on things, but technically the label really isn't the answer, um, how we need to deem these things mystery in order to get real help. And they won't, nobody won't, the medical world won't, medical communities won't deem any of these mystery illnesses, because if they do that, then they'll just be showcasing how they've been wrong the whole time, um, with just putting labels on things and that's it. So, and so where it falls in, here's what I'm talking about now. We've got all this chronic illness out there. It's all mysterious. It's not mysterious here. It's not mysterious here. And if you're someone who just logged on to the show and you don't know, you don't know me or anything like that, what's going on, you're going to think, oh, so this guy has all the answers. Big Mr. Medical Medium has all the answers here in this show, but all the science and all the world doesn't have it. It's not me that knows it. It's a source that I've been given as a gift to receive. Whether you like it or not, I've helped tens of thousands of people get to where they need to be regardless. So, you know, putting this aside though, putting this aside, okay, science doesn't have the answers to why mommies can't get out of bed and take care of their children, to why people can't walk down the street because they got aches and pains, but all these different things, science does not cover any of that. I don't care what anybody says. I've seen the suffering. I've seen what people have gone through. I see it every day and things have to be done and we need real information from real sources. So, the whole point about the chronic and mystery illness is because there's no answers, we get blamed. The blame game, okay? The blame game. Yes, talking about it again. I might have talked about it in the last show. Might have talked about it a little bit in the last show before that. But here's where it really kicks in. Really kicks in. So when you get told you have an autoimmune disease... You're told that your body's attacking itself. You've heard this from me. Here's how it works. We walk into the, the doctor's office. They don't know. No one knows what's really wrong with anybody. They don't know what's causing Hashimoto's. That's just a quick example because you know what? So many people have thyroid problems. And so it's, it's easy to understand 
and we get told our body's attacking itself. The blame game's going on. Okay, this is one of the great mistakes I talk about. But there's another blame, another blame game, and it's a bad one. It's really bad. It's the gene blame game. It's a loser's game. Everybody walks away a loser on this one. It's no fun. It's, it's insulting, insulting, terribly insulting. It's demeaning. It's degening because of genes. You name it. It is what it is. And what, the, what I'm trying to say is you got something wrong with you and you got some bad genes. You got some rotten genes. You got some faulty genes. Your genes don't work. That's your problem. You're sick because you got bad genes over there. That person over there is healthy because they got good genes. You got bad genes because you feel like crap. <laughs> okay? That person's overweight. Oh, they got bad genes. That person, you know, has all kinds of problems. They got bad genes. That's where it's going because it has to go there because medical research and medical science, whether anybody likes it or not, I'm just going to tell you right now, doesn't have the answers. It doesn't have the answers. 90% of health and wellness is mysterious. It's mystery. That's the bottom line. And where the gene mutation comes in, this is where you got to be careful. You get sucked into the gene mutation, you're going to get in trouble. Big trouble. Because you're going to lose. you got to be careful. And I'm saying that now. Now, it's pretty bold to go against a trend that's catching on like lightning out there. Lightning. It's, it's, so, so, yeah. So, I'm being pretty bold about this. But I'm going to put my butt on the firing line. To do everything I can to protect you, your children, and your well-being. That's the bottom line. And what you're going to hear is going to make sense. It's going to make a lot of sense is what you're going to hear as we go through this show. This is a very important show. Just as important as the Lyme disease show. Just as important as, you know, as, as other shows that I've done. And maybe even more important. Okay? Um, so let's, let's run into it a little bit. So science is telling us, is dictating to us right now, that our genes become mutated and they can't produce enzymes that are needed. And these enzymes help, you know, with glutathione production, they help with folate and folic acid um, involvement as far as easily assimilating into the body. And, and it involves chemical compounds as well. So we're told that if you have the gene mutation, whatever variety of gene mutation you might have, there's different MTHFR gene mutations now. There was used to be just one, now there's two, now there's three, and I'm sure there'll be 10 more. Because you know why? Science doesn't know what it's doing in this. It's just, it, it's just moving in a, in a path that's not a good place. Now, good-meaning practitioners and doctors, is, they're, you know, they're for you. They're for you. They're looking out for you. They're looking out for you. They care about you just like I care about you. I'm sure they do. You know, that's the whole point. We go into this because we care. And that's what it's about. But it's easy for a practitioner to get led down this path of genes because it makes so much sense that that much must be what's behind you being sick and, and, and whoever's sick. It's behind it. So it's easy to go right down that path 
and 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 head there and be like, okay, yeah, genes, heck yeah, why not? We're made up of genes. Look at all the hereditary traits we have. But the gene blame game is a tricky one. It's the trickiest of all because when you have a child and your child takes on hereditary traits, you can't ignore the fact that genes are not playing a role. When you have some similarities to your forefather, to your mother, your father, to your grandfather, it wins the case immediately that genes have to be why you're sick. It wins the case. Case closed. Bam. <laughs> because you get it, it's inescapable. You can't get away from the fact that your mother or your father or your grandfather looks the same, or maybe even feels the same. Or maybe even has a symptom that's the same. Regardless, it's it's impossible to ignore. So this is by far one of the most evil misconceptions there has to be. Because no matter what, and no matter probably what I say here, it's just easy to fall into this pit. What this means is generations to come are going to all think no matter what their chronic illnesses are gene-related and that medical research and medical science better be up on the genes and better be working to help our genes and money and billions of dollars has to go into gene, 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 genes. Yep, that's right. And guess what? People are not only going to be sick, they're going to be sicker in the future. And that's why this is by far one of the worst. So the point is, how do we escape this and what do we do? Okay, we're filled with genes. They have their purposes. Absolutely, they have their purpose. They do. Genes are involved in our body in so many different ways. But your gene can't become mutated. It can't become mutated. It's not truly a real mutation. If you've been diagnosed with an MTHFR gene mutation... It's technically not a real gene mutation. Even if the gene is under problems of some kind, meaning under some kind of um, contaminant, some kind of chemical, some kind of pollutants, creating a gene to not function as good, it's not technically mutated. So you need to understand this. So when you get diagnosed with MTHFR gene mutation, it's not you don't have a gene you don't have a gene that's mutated. You don't you don't have a gene that's not working. In fact, when it comes down to MTHFR gene mutation, the gene isn't even problematic. There's something else triggering off the faulty MTHFR gene mutation tests. The faulty tests that's what's going on there. The MTHFR gene mutation tests are not accurate. They're inaccurate to begin with. Okay, so that's what's going on there. Doesn't mean you don't have to, it doesn't mean you don't stop and get one. I mean, you can still get your gene mutation tests the whole bit, but I'm trying to let you know they're not ironclad, not ironclad at all. And if you do ring up, a gene mutation test gets rung up positive, I'm going to tell you what's going on so we can really cut into it. So we have methylation problems. That's the real part. We have inabilities, inability to methylate. Methylate is conversion. It's all about conversion inside the body. That's what methylation is. It's all about conversion. 
uh, breaking down uh, chemicals into smaller chemicals, breaking down smaller chemicals into smaller chemicals, breaking down those smaller chemicals into smaller chemicals. It goes on and on and on. If you look into methylation or you look into the gene mutation out there on the trendy stuff that's trending, they'll just kind of, you know, cut it clear. They'll say, well, you know, it's an enzyme. And then they'll say, you know, this enzyme, um, you know, um, this enzyme's involved with methylene, another enzyme, and that they bind on together. They break down folate. They break down folic acid. And it, it's pretty much where it stops. But what's really happening is we have chemical breakdowns in the body that science is so far away that it would take a 1,000 years. We're talking about it doesn't stop at chemicals breaking down and converting into more to smaller chemicals or more easily viable chemicals. It keeps on going. The mystery of what our body does, how many chemicals we have, is, is unbelievable. And I'm going to talk about something here, something very important, okay? Medical science and research only believes the liver is responsible for anywhere from 400 to 500 chemical uses or chemical responsibilities, okay? Chemical responsibilities in your body to do things, to do things to keep you alive and well. The liver has thousands of chemical responsibilities, thousands that haven't even been discovered yet. And these thousands of responsibilities play into methylation, which is still in its baby stage of understanding. But the problem is it sends you down the direction that your gene is mutated, and that's the problem. The problem with that is the real issue in your health is not being seen whatsoever. Not being seen, not being understood, but then you might get a diagnosis, well, you got this methylation issue, this MTHFR gene mutation issue, you got that, you're not methylating, fine, and, and you know, you've got some candida, you may have this, oh, you've been diagnosed with Lyme, you got a little bit borderline Lyme, it's a mess, it's a hot mess out there. So let's talk about how it works. What, what creates the test, the, the triggers off the test to begin with, what triggers it off is inflammation. The MTHFR gene mutation test is just as good as an ANA, anti-nuclear antibody test, just as good as that test. It's just as good as a C-reactive protein test. They're just basic inflammatory marker tests, but the MTHFR gene mutation test is under the guise of a gene test. It's just another basic you got some inflammation throughout your entire body test. That's what it is, just so you know. So where does this lead? This leads to misdiagnoses. This leads to misinformation, less information for our health and well-being. Kind of like the anti-nuclear antigen test, antibody test, the ANA test. That test for lupus tells you if you have lupus. First of all, it doesn't tell you if you have lupus. It's just another inflammation test for mystery illness or mystery issues. The MTHFR gene mutation test should just be a tool to show that, yes, there's something else wrong with you or going on with you, but it should not be deciphering or defining you and saying that you have a gene mutation or that your child has a gene mutation. 
It's so detrimental to your health and well-being. You have to back out of that and say, okay, you know what? I don't have a gene mutation. It's not possible. What I have, though, is a marker that's telling me something else is going on. And that's the part where I'm okay about the test itself because the test is a basic inflammatory test just like many of the other ones that get a tag and get a label. So if you do or you have been diagnosed with MTHFR gene mutation, one of the gene mutations, and you have been diagnosed and you have that test has been done and you've been told this is what's going on, what you have to do is it's okay. It's okay. You just have to know your gene's not mutated. You have to know that immediately. You don't have a gene dysfunction. But you have to realize the test is not really accurate. It's in its baby stages. I mean that. You give it 20 years and you watch where that test is. And you have to realize it's just a marker that's showing that you have something else going on. So that's how you have to see it. And this is where I'm supportive of the gene mutation test. It's really, they should just change the name of it. They should change the name of it and get out of the whole gene blame game. It's a dangerous game. So here's the deal. You go to the doctor, you're not feeling good. Whether you're not feeling good or not, people get the test and it rings off and they're feeling fine. But you go to the doctor, you get the test or your practitioner. Test comes up positive that you got the MTHFR gene mutation. Okay? What you have to realize right away, something else is going on. There's something happening inside the body. And let me tell you what's happening and where it is. All gene mutations, meaning the test itself providing somebody with the misinformation of having a gene mutation, all these lead to a dysfunctional problem in the liver. That's where it's all going on. It's the liver. The second part is the intestinal tract. But the liver is where the trouble lies. See, what triggers off the inflammation that then determines if you have an MTHFR gene mutation, what triggers all of this off is byproduct, byproduct coming out of the liver, floating in the bloodstream, wreaking havoc, causing homocysteine levels to rise or to fall or become useless. It's, it's these these other chemicals, these toxins, they're floating around the bloodstream from the liver from sources and combinations of pathogens, viruses inside the liver, viruses or heavy metals or both. Technically, it really is both most cases of having heavy metals inside the liver, having a lot of byproduct, a lot of sludge, a lot of gunk, a lot of junk inside that liver from pathogens that are producing that, also things that the liver have collected over the years, like the toxic heavy metals. And that junk and garbage starts making the liver less efficient, stops letting it function as good, stops it from cleaning your blood. When you get your MTHFRG mutation test and it comes up positive, you got dirty blood. That's what it means. It doesn't mean you have a faulty gene. It means you have, a, you have dirty blood. It means your di- dirty blood is preventing folate or folic acid from converting 
methylating, being usable by the body. So here's where the part's more than true. There's a methylation issue. Correct. I'm not against the methylation issue. I've been talking about methylation for 30 years. So that's how long it's been. And so I'm totally for it because that's where it lies. That's where the truth holds. It holds in there. It's not that you have a gene mutation, but you do have a methylation problem. So what the practitioner and the doctor is discovering is you do have a methylation problem, but it's under the geist. It's under the hidden roof. You know, that dark pit of it's your gene causing all this trouble. And guess what? If your gene's causing all the trouble, you can't fix that. You can't just fix that gene if your gene's causing all the trouble. But here's the irony. You fix somebody's methylation problem, and the test doesn't ring off anymore. So when you fix somebody's methylation issue, where they're methylating, their liver's getting better, their blood isn't dirty, they don't trigger off the gene mutation test anymore. Isn't that interesting? One week, that test rings off that you got, the, you got two, two versions of gene mutations. Well, one, one week, that test rings off that you're, it shows you got this MTHFR gene mutation, and it's really bad. And then you start methylating again, and you start fixing the problem that's creating the dirty blood, and that's inside the liver. And guess what? That test goes away. Test goes away. I know practitioners are baffled because, because the person did the right thing, not offered by the practitioner, but did the right thing by finding and sourcing the right information to, to heal a methylation problem, like the adenosilcobalamin we talk about, like the B12 we talk about, you guys, and really creating the, you know, creating methylation in the body, cleaning up the liver, getting the viral load down, and then the test goes away. And then literally the practitioner scratching their head like, this is impossible. This, you know, maybe the blood was switched to the lab. Maybe the blood was switched here. Maybe, you know, they can't understand how it's possible. You lose the tag, the label. It's possible because once you fix the real issue, you lose that inflammation. The inflammation disappears and it won't trigger off the gene mutation test. So just recap a little bit. Gene mutation test number one is really just an inflammatory test with a fancy name blaming your genes. I'm just being straightforward. Now, if you're a practitioner, you're like, that's not true. I know how the test works. It's a real gene we're looking at. No, 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 no. Yeah, that part, yeah, you're looking at that. You're looking at a real gene, but the test still comes up wrong. It's how, look, you can name, you can take any test and name it anything you want in any way, capacity possible, but it's going to end up being, in many cases, an inflammatory test. And this is a new version of showcasing inflammation in the body. Yeah, rocking the, bo- rocking the, you know, rocking the boat when it comes down to homocysteine and rocking the boat in methylation 
But nevertheless, it's an inflammatory marker. That's what it is. Just like I've talked about all the Lyme disease tests all these years. Why do you think Lyme disease testing is, oh, you're borderline? It's either you have the pathogen or you don't. But for some reason, we're told, oh, but it's borderline. So yeah, we would say you do because it's borderline. What's borderline? You either, you either have it or you don't. The reason why it's borderline, because it's an inflammation test. Another version of an inflammation test. You listen to the Lyme show, you know. I think I talk about it there, and uh, and I'll do another another Lyme show in the future. What you're going to find, anybody who's viral, and I talked about this, Lyme disease is viral. The reason why I'm mentioning this, it's important to know, Lyme disease is viral, not bacterial. At read if this is the first time hopping on the show, you know, hopping into the show, read the book Medical Medium, read the Lyme chapter. But same thing with RA. It's viral. Same thing with multiple sclerosis. That's viral. You can go on and on and on. In all these different illnesses that we have, there's probably 100 I can name, maybe even 200. But it would just drive you nuts if I sat here naming a list of 200 illnesses. In these 200 illnesses, understand that viruses play a role. And those viruses sit inside the liver, muck it up, whether you feel good or you don't feel good, releasing poison and toxin or filling up toxins in the liver. So when you're diagnosed with Lyme disease, you're going to have an MTHFRG mutation. Everybody with Lyme now is getting the MTHFRG mutation test now, and they're all coming up positive because it's viral issues in the liver causing dirty blood and triggering off the MTHFRG mutation test so that you get diagnosed with a gene issue. Anybody with multiple sclerosis now, they're, getting, they're, they're saying they, they got the MTHFRG mutation. Everybody with lupus, MTHFRG mutation. See, what's happening here is when you have a viral condition that's causing lupus, like the Epstein-Barr virus that causes lupus, I talk about it in the book, or you got, you know, or you, you got the multiple sclerosis or a different variety, variety of Epstein-Barr causing MS, whatever it is, or Lyme disease, where it's HHV6, HHV7, or shingles, or the Epstein-Barr varieties, or multiple varieties of all these creating Lyme disease, whatever it is, you're going to see MTHFRG mutation eventually come up, and you're going to see methylation issues. The methylation issues, homocysteine issues, are because the liver gets clogged up, clouded up, filled with toxins from having to deal with viral issues, and this flood of toxins, viral, viral bodies, viral casings, spirochetes that actually are viral because casings of viruses look like spirochetes, you name it, all of this stuff dumps into the bloodstream, along with neurotoxins, dermatoxins that go to the skin and create eczema psoriasis. All of this dumps into the bloodstream, floats around, and triggers off the MTHFRG mutation test, and then you're told you have a mutated gene, which doesn't help you heal from Lyme disease. It doesn't help you heal from MS. It doesn't help you heal from eczema psoriasis. It doesn't help you heal from sarcoidosis. It doesn't help you heal from, you know, uh, colitis or whatever it is. It, uh, it doesn't help you heal to think and that you have a gene mutation. And if you think that that's not true, you're wrong. It sits in the back of the mind in a subconscious place that your genes suck and it eats away at the immune system. So you got to flip the switch now. 
You got to know that you have no gene mutation. You got to flip it and know you don't have a gene mutation, but what you have is a methylation problem, and that's where the gene mutation test or the philosophy or the theory, because it's all theoretical, just so you know, it's all, you know, just know that there is, though, a methylation issue, because when that liver gets clogged up and it gets dirty and the blood gets dirty and all that's going on and stuff's flooding into the bloodstream and into the intestinal tract and clouding it up and you're not eating the right foods and that's elevating more inflammation and feeding more pathogens and whatever's going on, just know methylation is not going to go good. You're going to get minimum methylation, minimum conversions, minimum conversions of important chemicals and chemical compounds and phytochemicals that come through from food and come from all the things that we involve, come from the sun. They come from food, sun, clean water. And we're, gonna, we're not going to get the methylation needed. And there's this little spot I talk about a lot. It's in the colon. It's the ileocecal, the ileum. It's right there in the ileum. It's a little spot right after your small intestinal tract and right before your colon. That spot has probiotics called elevated biotics from when you eat an apple you picked off a tree. Not an apple you just get in the supermarket that's been sitting there waxed. I'm talking about when you, when you, at one time in your life, you went to an apple orchard because you went to go pick some apples and drink a little fresh apple cider. That has these elevated biotics in it. It's a microorganism that helps you methylate, that produces B12. When you pick a little piece of kale out of the garden, that produces B12 because it has microorganisms that get to the ileum, this little section after your small intestinal tract. So methylation is a big deal. We got to clean up the liver, but to get the diet right, we have to lower any kind of viral issues. If you have a gene mutation test that comes back positive and your doctor says you're not methylating, then you better go antiviral and talk to your doctor. Tell your practitioner, say, look, that means, you know, I heard from Anthony, that means that I got low levels of viral issue, maybe in the liver. That's what's causing some of my symptoms, my fatigue, my aches and pains, my Hashimoto's. And I got this low level of viral, you know, viral um, activity going on, making my blood toxic. And maybe that's why I don't detox good because what the gene mutation test leads to as a practitioner then teaching people, you know, hey, it means you can't detox, you have no ability to detox, your homocysteine is all messed up, you're, you're, you know, all this stuff is going on and you can't detox. You're not detoxing because you're toxic because you have a viral issue creating toxins, weakening the liver so that conversions don't happen back to the liver. Liver is responsible for thousands, thousands of, 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 um, of chemical activities, chemical procedures, okay, chemical responsibilities. The liver is responsible. And, and in this responsibility factor, all this going on is the breaking down of Chemicals to chemicals to chemicals to chemicals, meaning being used so that amino and, per, and, and the production of amino acids and the breakdown and the combining of aminos and the combining of aminos with other chemicals. 
all this is done in the liver. It's one of the most important places there is. And it's responsible for methylation. So if you got a viral thing in the liver, if you've had chronic fatigue, you got the Epstein bar in the liver. If you got Hashimoto's, you got the Epstein bar in the liver, you're eventually going to end up with a gene mutation diagnosis, which will be inaccurate. The only accurate part is, is that yes, your methylation has dropped. Your ability to methylate and to, 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 you know, and to combine the folate and the folic acid, mean with other chemicals and break them down so they're usable, is diminishing. That part is correct. That's why a big part of the whole methylation thing and the gene mutations I like, but it's still got holes in it that we're covering all in here today. So, you know, the conversion of homocysteine to, um, to methionine, okay, that conversion is something that gets interfered with when you can't methylate. So your homocysteine levels can rise. The conversion's not there. Once again, from the liver being clogged up, whether you're overweight, whether you're underweight, whether you feel good, whether you don't, whether your child's diagnosed with the gene mutation and you know feels fine in the moment, and then you think your child has a gene mutation, it means the liver is showcasing signs of some wear and tear, whether it's really early on, which happens all the time, or later on. And that will give you the MTHFRG mutation. But like I said before, if you've been diagnosed with any chronic illness, that's still a mystery. And a mystery to alternative doctors too, and alternative medicine still a mystery. And you're diagnosed with all these different labels, many of them which we talked about already, then chances are you'll eventually get that MTHFRG mutation test and be, and be told you have that. But really what's happening is yes, you have things going on with your health. And that your health is having, you know, you're struggling with the methylation process because of the dirty blood, the detoxification issue from having dirty blood and the liver not being able to perform what it needs to perform. So the blood gets toxic and dirty and you end up with the gene mutation test. So what do we do being a positive? So what do we do? We can turn this around. You can change this. You can get yourself better and clean this up so that when you go and get your MTHFRG mutation test, you can get rid of the positive on that test and blow the doctor or practitioner's mind. You can. Because what it's going to mean is you're going to lower your inflammation so it doesn't trigger off the faulty test that was created. Another test that's really not accurate. I mean, it showcases something. It showcases a little little bit of elevation of inflammation. So it's accurate on that level. It showcases that leads to a methylation problem on that level. So what can we do? Well, first of all, go antiviral. That's the first thing. Get your zinc up to par. That's the first thing you want to do. Get your zinc up to par. Start drinking some thyme tea, a little bit of thyme tea. Get some oregano capsules. Okay, so you, you could find you know you can find any of this stuff also on on uh, 
you know, I have a little um, directory of all these things you can find so people know the best brands. Just go to medicalmedium.com and, and look for this stuff. We don't sell it, okay? So we don't have a store where we're selling anything, but it's there. So you don't buy the zinc that has citric acid so you burn your stomach and, and create an ulcer. So, okay, so we so that doesn't happen, all right. So you don't buy the the tincture that has corn grain alcohol in it. So you feed another bacteria or feed some kind of SIBO problem or whatever it is. So you know you want the right supplement. So you do the oregano oil capsules. That's important. Olive leaf. You want to bring a little olive leaf in. Cat's claw. That's another great one. You want to have the right zinc. Bring in the zinc the supplement methylfolate. This is the most critical part of methylation right here. But yeah, you might know about it. Your practitioner offers it with a methylation problem or a gene mutation issue. They offer the methylfolate, but it won't work unless your B12 supplement has adenosylcobalamin in it. You won't find that information anywhere else but here. That's how you methylate regardless of your liver condition or anything else or the dirty blood fixed up and all that better. You still can methylate when you combine these two. So that's the important part. All the other B12s never have adenosylcobalamin in it, so methylation still doesn't occur when someone has a problem. And you want vitamin C because vitamin C helps you detox. Like it gets the poisons out of the blood so they get removed and pushed on down the line. So you want vitamin C and enough vitamin C. So that's important. So keep that in your regime. Um, L-lysine, that's a big deal. L-lysine lowers viral loads. Viral loads are responsible for methylation issues. Viral loads are responsible for problems. Dirty blood, the liver not working good, so get the lysine. So that's a great one to bring in. Foods, get out the eggs, get out the dairy, get out the wheat. Okay, and you'll know. You go to your alternative practitioner, you go to your um, holistic practitioner, and you're going to be told to get off the wheat gluten. Of course, you're going to be told to get off maybe some dairy products. So you want to get off of those. That's really important. So when it comes down to the foods, you want less fat in the foods. This is really important. So you don't want the dairy. Okay, you don't want the you know you don't want the eggs in there. You don't want foods that have real high fat. If you're an, a meat eater, lower the fats by lowering the amount of meat you're eating. Because we're talking about it's your liver. And your liver's creating the methylation problem. It's creating the MTHFRG mutation problem. That means the more fat in your liver, the more fat that your liver has to you know, break down, the more bile it has to produce and break down more fat in your, your diet the, the less it's going to have the ability to rejuvenate, the less it's going to have the, the ability to get rid of the poison that's actually causing the conversion problems. It's actually causing the folate and the folic, you know, the, the folic acid conversion problems and the amino acid conversion problems you know, with MTHFRG mutation issues. So the whole point here is if you're doing foods, so say you're on a plant-based diet, don't overdo the nuts, don't overdo the avocado, you know, so if you're on a plant-based diet, you know, more fresh fruits and vegetables, more obviously, um, and, you know, more sweet potatoes. But if you're on, say, a paleo diet or a meat-eating diet, you know, whatever that might be, like you do chicken twice a day or something, or you do turkey for lunch, chicken for – got to break it down to once a day. 
Because if you don't, you're going to have a little too much fat going on. So that means, you know, for lunch, maybe do avocado, which is less fat than chicken for lunch, so that you just knock down the level of fat intake greatly. And then at dinner, do something that you like that's in the animal protein realm, if you're, if you're big in animal protein. The point is, is lowering the fat in the diet in any way helps stop the, the, the liver from declining so it can pick speed up again. So it can start to heal, clean up. And so you can start using the different things to knock out the viral load that could be in the liver that's producing the gene mutation test, triggering it off by producing all of that byproduct floating around in the bloodstream. So for instance, let's go over foods. The wild blueberries really heal and cleanse the liver. Celery juice cleanses the liver. So you could do the 16 ounces. Look, go to my blog. Go to my blog and check out different things. You check out the celery juice. And it's for you. And I want you to go into my blog because you're going to see a big snap, snazzy picture of me holding up celery juice. That's not it. I want you doing the celery juice. You to do it, okay? I'm doing it at home. That's already happening, so you don't need to see that on the blog. Get there and know what the recipe is. Understand, do the celery juice. And then, you know, bring in the sweet potatoes. They help cleanse the liver because there's no fat in the sweet potato, Virtually, virtually none in there. And so that helps with the liver. Winter squash helps with the healing of the liver. So these are some of the foods you can do. And you know, hey, look, if it's winter, it's cold, you do more sweet potato, do sweet potatoes for lunch. If you if you love animal products, you know, skip skip the, you know, whatever it is for lunch, the turkey or the chicken or the, the, the meat for lunch, and do the sweet potatoes for lunch. You're going to be getting your gene mutation, you know, reversed. You're going to be getting things reversed. And then for dinner time, you can then do whatever it is that you do. You know, and if you're, and once again, if you're vegetarian or you're, you know, vegan or plant-based or whatever you, you want to be that you feel is good, you know, it's incredible for liver problems that create the gene mutation, okay, or create the false gene mutation test that we talked about all through here. And so, but the best thing to do ever is to at least take a moment in your life and have it really low fat. That means you're doing lots of salads with fruit in them, or you're doing smoothies, green smoothies. And we talk about that all the time, the different smoothies and everything. I mean, you'll see them on Facebook and Instagram and all that. And so you'll get, you get an idea of better smoothies and you'll find recipes. In the Life-Changing Foods book, any of the recipes you know, are helpful for the gene mutation issue that we have that's, that's rampant out there that we're talking about. See, lowering the fats gets the liver to produce less bile and it gets it to rejuvenate fast. So when you're doing that celery juice and then eating some oranges in the morning, having a mango, then lunchtime, having a spinach tomato, you know, um, spinach tomato soup, and then in the afternoon, you're having, um, you're having celery sticks and apples and other things like that. And then, you know, for dinner time, you do the sweet potatoes for dinner. It's something like that in that realm that lowers your fats enough in one day to purge the liver so that you're not told you can't detox so that your liver can recover and cleanse. And when it recovers and cleanses, you're home free with the methylation issue. And you can be freed from the test that tells you you have a gene mutation. 
you can actually be freed from that over time. Part of that, like I said, is getting the viral load down because it's viruses and some heavy metals that lie in the liver, that they lay in the liver there, they hide in there. And they're working on creating junk and byproduct and garbage. And this could be responsible for your symptoms too, the whole thing. The viruses that create chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, the Epstein-Barr, that's a big one. All of these different viruses that sit in the liver, they create whatever your symptoms are and your additional MTHFR gene mutation. You see what I mean? It even creates that. So in short... The viral issue is creating your gene mutation. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Being inside the liver, getting it clogged up, getting it sluggish, getting it problematic, and then your blood gets dirty, your methylation ability drops greatly because the liver has so much to do with methylation along with that part in the colon I was talking to you about, you guys about. And so what do you do? You get the antivirals going on, like we talked about, the zinc, and you bring in some eyebright. Try some eyebright too. Talk to your practitioner. Say you want to go antiviral. Bring in some eyebright. Bring in lemon balm. Red clover tea cleans out the blood real nice, by the way. Could really reverse that inflammation that's triggering off that gene mutation test. You know, and lemon balm, the nettle leaf. The olive leaf I talked about earlier, you bring a little bit of that in. The cat's claw is amazing. The reason why cat's claw works so good with Lyme patients now, and you know, and cat's claw has been, you know, that's been something that Spirit's always promoted back since I was a child. And that cat's claw works because it's killing off viruses. And it eventually can lead you to not having a methylation problem. Now, you may have already a diagnosis of something and you don't trigger off as a methylation problem. It doesn't mean you don't have one. The test itself is not concrete. It's not ironclad. So it's picking up inflammation sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. It's not perfect. There's no test in medical research and medical science that is absolutely perfect and even blood typing is not perfect in science and research testing sometimes. Someone can have one blood type and two months later get it tested again and it be different. That has happened in history. That's not unusual. So what I'm saying is even the most ironclad what we feel like sometimes is not lemon water get the lemon water make sure you're doing it every day 16 ounces twice a day can help your liver can reverse a methylation problem remember the b12 i talked about as well all these things combined keep your fats low and you're heading in the right direction and you will reverse the diagnosis listen i love you i stand behind you 100 percent thank you for hanging in there on this show the show might have gotten some people mad might have gotten some people upset hang in there have faith stay strong i love you and just know that, you know, one day at a time, you take care. Bye-bye.